imagine during your next benefits open enrollment meeting with your employees or Zoom call or however you do it, your powwow, and you say, hey, folks, got some great news this year. I know it's been 20 years of consecutive price increases and reduction of coverage, but this year, your health care for yourself is no cost for you. I am paying 100% of it, and we're making the coverage better. Wait for people to drop because they will not believe you. Hey everybody, John Millen here with Millen Group. Thanks for listening to the Benefit Hackers podcast. It's a, a podcast that I do uh, whenever ideas hit me or I, wherever I have ideas or things that happen in my actual day-to-day conversations. So this is not theoretical stuff. These are hopefully value tips and strategies and ideas. My goal is to educate you so you become a better consumer of healthcare, but not necessarily meaning you negotiate your hospital bill down. That's a different skill set for other people. My skill and what I'm trying to do is educate you on how you can control your healthcare cost trend, the costs and coverage of your company employees or your nonprofit employees or whatever it is you have. So um, today I'm going to talk about, you're seeing right now a lot of companies giving free gas cards, $500 gas card, $1,000 gas card, and that's really nice. It really is. It's really great because people, you know, gas prices have gone up quite a bit and it's eating into everyone's family budgets, which means they're having to cut back or they're putting on a credit card. If they don't have the money, they're, it's going on a credit card and they're going into, into debt just to drive to work or drive their kids around. Like, you know, drive your kids to all the summer camps. That can be a thousand miles a day in some cases. So um, I get it. Very nice. Applaud that. I want to talk about something even better. Eliminating at least $1,600 a year annually of expense for your employees for the health care. And the reason I use that number is because I know roughly what the average spend is that the employer pays per year for an employee by state. So in Virginia, the average employer cost per employee. Now, this is an average, right? All employers in Virginia, not including the Commonwealth of Virginia, but, you know, small, mid-sized companies, it's about $5,600 a year. And so we know that um, in Virginia, the average employer is paying about, I think it's 75% of that number. And so the difference is if you were to eliminate that for the employees, it's a rough number, $1,600. Now, granted, you may be like, no, my employees would, I'd have to pay an extra five grand a month or a grand a month or whatever it is. But whatever the number, to me, it doesn't matter. It's the concept of we are moving towards no cost healthcare for our employees. However, you're not going to make the plan a piece of crap. That is not going to work. Everyone says, oh, I can cut your costs. Yeah, put everyone on an $8,000 deductible bronze plan and give them a few shekels for their HSA account and you think you've solved you solved it for them. You haven't. It's a piece of crap health plan that no one uses. You might as well optimize your spend. So what I'm saying is you're going to be designing a plan that has lower deductibles, lower co-pays for specialists and doctors, co-pays for those, not co-insurance, because if someone's sick, if they have a, a diabetes issue and they're their specialist visit is is 20% coinsurance after their deductible. Their first visit could be a $320 visit just to see the specialist, let alone anything they do in the office. So I'm talking about co-pays for specialists and doctors in the realm of 25 bucks, 50 bucks, something reasonable. I'm talking about co-pays for prescriptions and four-tier prescriptions, including specialty meds. 
So you, you need to provide some valid coverage for that money you're spending. Otherwise, you're just kind of wasting the money by giving people access into a plan that they have to spend a bunch more money. That's not the point of insurance. So there are ways to do this. How? I'm going to give you three tips. One is you need to educate yourself on how to buy healthcare wholesale versus retail. Wholesale versus retail. The best way I can explain this is a retail health plan is kind of like a track home that you would buy from a national home builder and it's basically cookie cutter. Like you can change the floor colors and the wall color and the type of uh, car, um, paint on the outside, the color of the front door, but you can't turn a $2,100 rancher into a three-story with a basement just because you want to with that plan design. It's a cookie cutter. That's retail. You buy a package of services, you tweak the coverage, you pay a rate. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about custom wholesale plans where you get to build the component of the supply chain. There are four main components of any health plan. If you don't even understand this, you don't you can't grasp like how do I do this? There's just four components roughly. One is the administration side that runs the plan, looks at the claims, pays the claims. Two is the the network that you're going to have access to, right? Or the network you're going to use of providers and doctors and facilities. So that would be like Anthem, Cigna, UHC, Kaiser, um, who am I missing? Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, all those, all the big carriers, right? That's the second piece. Third piece is your pharmacy management, or a better word that you hear a lot now is pharmacy benefit managers, PBM. That's your pharmacy piece, which is a big and fast-growing area you've got to maintain. And the fourth is your claims. How do you manage the the claims because shocking there's one thing that controls your healthcare costs 80% for most for 80% of the time like 80% of your healthcare costs are impacted by this one thing and if you've been on a call with me you know what it is and it's probably the first time everyone's maybe said it like that what do you think it is there's one thing that controls 80% of your spend so should we address that first like before we go into the 20% bucket Like we can go into that too, but your return on investment is smaller. It's claims. It's the usage of the plan. It's the claims, the cost. So it's the frequency, severity, magnitude of those claims hitting your plan. And I'm not talking about trying to change people's behavior and reduce um, the number of times they go to the doctor because they may have to go to the doctor once a month. You can't ch- maybe change that, but you're changing the frequency, severity, magnitude of the claims, which is the cost of your plan. Those are it, four pieces. So what we do is one, we, we show you, we teach you how to have a wholesale plan versus retail. And this may be the first time you've ever heard it or a custom plan or wholesale plan. That's okay. These strategies have been used for 18 years, 20 years, maybe almost by big enterprise companies. This is not new. But you just haven't heard about it because it's not been available until recently. I would say the last two years. COVID really changed a lot of stuff um, for a lot of people. And one of them is some of these techniques I would not have talked about five years ago. It didn't make any sense. Like I would not be saying this, what I'm saying today five years ago. Maybe even three years ago. And I'm not saying it's brand new. It's, it's not like it just popped out of nowhere. Enterprise companies, Walmart, Burger King, British Petroleum, Apple, even some of the mid-sized companies like um, McKesson, you know, even some of the um, middle middle market type companies with 10,000 employees, 
They've been doing this already. The vendors have already been servicing them, some of them. Some new ones have popped up that now can work with your size company. 50 to 500 in, enrolled employees, roughly. Rough, roughly. 50 to 500 enrolled. Does that mean we, can, we can't do these with a company with 800 employees enrolled? No. Not at all. It's just... It's really effective between the 50 and 250 or 50 and 500 space because this has been off limits for so long that it's now like a new thing that's, hey, we can now help you. So that's the first thing that you want to do. The second thing you want to do is make sure you always remember to put a claims management process in place. You've got to have a strategy to address the frequency, severity, and magnitude of your claims. If you don't have vendors and techniques and things to do, when these things occur, you will never get out of the bend, the bending of the curve. You will never bend the curve because you're not addressing the root cause of the problem. This is so interesting. I've, I, I talked to two to three, either CEOs, presidents, owners, or CFOs, or executive directors for a nonprofit. We do a lot of nonprofit work. So we're talking to those types, uh, levels of leaders on a 20-minute call. The first call is a 20-minute call, Zoom call, quick connect, basically just giving an overview of some of these things. And when I get to that part about claims management and I say, what's your claims management process, which is a strategy, what are some things you do, just very general, crickets. What do you mean? What is that? I don't think we do anything. And on and on and on. I don't know where our money's going. Like, we just pay a bill. Yeah, you pay a million dollars a year to Blue Cross Blue Shield. They don't tell you anything. Do you like that? <laughs> Do you want to continue spending a million bucks? And oh, by the way, it'll be a million, 1.15 in a year from now. 1.15 a year from now. It'll be 1.35 two years from now and so on and so forth. So... There are strategies, vendors, things you can do right now to reduce the frequency of those claims. You can reduce the severity of some of them. So maybe it's not quite as big a shock, a hit. Um, The magnitude, in some cases, you can even evacuate the claim. It never hits the claim. It never even hits your health plan claim bucket. I know it's hard to believe. You're like, that. this sounds like a smoking, uh, a silver bullet. Nope, no silver bullet. Just because you haven't heard of it before doesn't mean it's not true. This means you haven't heard about it before. So those things, wholesale versus retail, claims management. And I think the third thing, and there's lots of different pieces, but on this podcast, I'll keep it simple. How do you how do you get to that point? So John, you said instead of a $500 gift card, we could provide no-cost health care with better coverage. Right, How is that possible? I've given you two components. And it's like a puzzle. It's a strategy. You have to – sometimes you have to – have a little discussion about what you have and what's available and what's possible before you can totally bake the brownies. So the third piece that I think is the hardest one for people to to realize or to acknowledge is that I suggest you only work with buyer's agents, not seller's agents. And this is a very controversial piece. What does that mean? That means you only get your advice from people that have an aligned interest with yours, not Anthem, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, United Healthcare, etc., etc. The only way you do that is you align yourself with someone that is your buyer's agent. They buy for you. 
not a seller's agent that gets paid and compensated and bonused and incentivized by the insurance companies. Most of the industry, nine, I don't know what, 95% maybe of the industry now, is all, they're all seller's agents. It's the way it's been done for decades. And now you're seeing, seeing the turn. You're hearing words like fiduciary, transparent, fee-based, consultant, advisor, where individuals do not do that. They don't get paid that way. They, they, they decide on a fixed monthly rate that they act as a consultant, or they have a fixed um, per employee per month fee built into the medical plan. So we, we got to make, we got to make money as a, as a consultant. So it's not like we don't get paid, but that, that money you put in there, that fixed rate, whether it's $50 per employee per month or hundred dollars per employee per month or $10 per employee, it depends on the scenario. But if you have a hundred people on your medical plan and you have a $1 million budget, then at $50 PPM times a hundred, that's $5,000 a month, right? 60 grand. You're paying 60 grand flat to help contain that million dollar spend over time. So as that goes to 1.2 million, the $50 flat fee doesn't go, isn't based on a percentage. That doesn't mean that fee can't change because it can't, but at least you know exactly what it is and where it's coming from. And I feel, and I have clients on both sides. I, I act as a buyer's agent and a seller's agent. I prefer a buyer's agent. All these new conversations I've wanted to, I'm trying to transition out of that old model because I don't want to be influenced at all. Mentally, psychologically, consciously or unconsciously, I want to make sure that I provide the best value and I'm not getting paid more as your costs go up. Because human nature, it's hard to resist that even if you don't even know it's happening. And the insurance companies know this, which is why you may want to take a second, go to Google, type in Osceola Schools Gallagher Insurance. It's o- I think it's O-S-C-E- O-L-A, Osceola Schools, Gallagher, G-A-L-L-A-G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R Insurance. This is just public record. I'll let you read it. I'm not disparaging Gallagher at all. But when you read the article, they got $4 million of bonuses that were not disclosed to the school district when they were supposed to only be getting roughly $200,000 a year. That is not right. But that's going on all over the place, unfortunately. So we're trying to break that. So when you hear these new terms, that's what's happening. And I don't know about you, but I like operating that effect because if I'm not providing value, then you should fire me. But at least you know what you're paying for that advice and you know what the results are because I'm documenting them. And at least you're happy with it. If not, like, hey, I don't think that was a good 60 grand we spent last year for Millen Group. Then you don't, then you get somebody else. Simple as that. But understand the results from that. The results from that 60 grand, let's call it, of consulting fees for the year might have saved you 250000 the first year and $4 million over five years. That's a pretty good spend. That's <laughs> a pretty good return on investment. So that's it. Thanks for listening. This went a little longer than I wanted, but I hope this is valuable. We'll talk soon.